Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 87, 10 Principles That Guarantee Your Success. Hi, this is Ray Edwards from RayEdwards.com, and you're listening to Brian Holmes, one of my favorite people and certainly one of my favorite podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. My name is Brian Holmes, and you have found the Strategic Living Podcast, where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, awakening dreams. I believe we can assist in the process of activating destinies and changing nations. Hey, it's our desire to see you healed, your mind renewed and transformed. Our goal is to help you discover who you really are and to become all that God has created you to be. It's going to be an awesome program today. I'm going to be dealing with a topic that everyone wants to talk about, and that is your success. Let's get started, everybody, right now. Well, thanks for being here today. It's a privilege, as always, to come into your home, come into your life, into your automobile, I'm right up there in your ears, one way or the other, and we're just sharing thoughts, ideas, concepts, principles that we believe will help you to become the greatest you, the the full you, the one that God created, the one that really has a powerful, powerful assignment in the earth and great potential. We want to see you come into all of that in a very real way. Well, today's episode is going to sound a little bit like a sermon And uh, I know that we often share scriptural principles here on the program. We always are speaking from the grid of a biblical worldview. And I know that uh, for those that listen here on a regular basis, that's nothing new to you. But I'm going to really dissect something today that I believe is going to help us. I don't want you to be turned off by the approach that we're going to have. It might be a little bit different. But the principles we're going to share quite literally guarantee that you will be successful, and that you will prosper in every area of your life. You say, Brian, how in the world can you guarantee something like that? How can you possibly be so bold as to say it's a guarantee? Well, I can tell you this. Success is no respecter of persons. Success is absolutely something that, that anyone can achieve if they follow certain principles. I recently shared this idea with a group that we meet with regularly in Dallas. And I found in that setting that this truth, this particular lesson was so impactful and so thought-provoking. And I, I wanted to share it with you on the podcast. Recently, just a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I attended a another Danny Johnson conference. We went to uh, her conference called Creating a Dynasty. And uh, by the way, powerful. Check out dannyjohnson.com. Phenomenal Processed, and I encourage every one of you, if you're serious about being successful, to look into Danny Johnson and the work that she does. Profound impact on my life, on my wife's life. But she's often referring to the Bible as the greatest success book ever written. I love this description. I absolutely love that idea that if you want to know how to be successful, the greatest book ever written, and by the way, there are millions of books written on the subject probably. But the greatest success book ever written is the scriptures, the holy scriptures, the Bible, God's word written in ink. Uh, 
and uh, available to us to guide us through this journey that we call life. Success, ladies and gentlemen, is not for a select few. I want you to know this. And I, I know we live in a culture where there is the, the them and the us. There's the, this constant agenda to separate uh, those that have and those that have not. But I want to tell you something. Success is not for a select few. It is for anyone who is willing to cooperate with the principles of success or the law of success. As I mentioned before, success is not a respecter of persons. It doesn't look at one and say, well, I'll, I'll make sure you're successful, but you, no, no, not you. You're, you don't look right. You don't sound right. You didn't come from the right family. No, success is available to any of us. And you say, Brian, we're talking a lot about success today. Yes, we are. That's the topic. And did you know that the Bible actually talks about success? Did you know that there are dozens of scriptures and references and inferences to success, prosperity, and blessing all of which are tied to principles that are designed by the creator to unlock results in our life, big results, the kind of results that we're capable of, the kind of results that God has always wanted us to experience and to know and to realize. So on today's program, what I want to do is I want to take a particular passage of scripture and I want to dig in deep and mine the principles, the jewels, the, the revelations, the truths that are in that passage concerning success. This episode is going to be all about 10 principles that guarantee your success. So we're going to begin reading in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter number one. And we're going to dissect this, really draw from this, and I believe it's going to be something that's going to light you up if you really listen and hear with your heart. Joshua chapter one, and we'll read verses six through nine, and the whole the whole thing is good, but let's just let's just pick it up one verse at a time here. Verse 5, or excuse me, verse 6. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. Gosh, that's good stuff. One more time, quickly. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give you, or to give them rather. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that, I love that, underline that, so that you may have success wherever you go. Now, let's just pause. We're going we're gonna to read a few more verses in this passage, a couple of more, but I want to just mine what is in these first couple of verses here. 
First of all, the writer begins by saying, be strong and courageous. Now, I want you to note that this is not a suggestion. This is not a, hey, it would be a great idea if you could conjure up some strength and courage. No. If you notice the the way this is written, it is an imperative statement. It is a command. It is an instruction. It is be strong and courageous. And I want to tell you that in life, we typically face things that make us feel not so strong and maybe sometimes not so courageous. But I believe personally that God will never command you towards a virtue that is outside of your capacity or your reach. In other words, think about this. Why would God command you to do something that you were incapable of? (laughs) Oh, this is good right here. Be strong and courageous. And so it implies that you have the capacity, you have the heart, you have the will, you have the emotion, you have a well within you that you can draw from where even in the face of a difficult moment, a difficult circumstance, a challenge that is overwhelming to you, in that moment, you have the capacity to choose strength, to choose courage. I want you to get this. God will never command you toward a virtue that is outside of your reach. You have the capacity to be a strong man. You have the capacity to be a strong woman. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever you're dealing with right now, whatever you're facing in your business, in your marriage, in your personal life, uh, with your children, whatever you're dealing with right now, you have the capacity to be strong and to be courageous. Do you see it? So strength is attainable. It is right on the other side of just simply obeying. So really, uh, if this is a command, it means we are given the choice to obey this command or obey this instruction, follow this instruction. So we can either choose strength and choose courage, or we can choose to be weak. We can choose to be cowardly and to run from our difficulties. Be strong and courageous. And then he says, only be strong and very courageous. It's like a double enunciation. It's like this emphasis that he's placed. He says, I want you to to not allow any weakness or any lack of courage to be a part of your mindset. Only be strong and very courageous. And then this is the next part that's critical to this passage. Be careful to do, D-O, do, according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Now, listen, here's the piece, everybody. I I want you to know something. God is always with us. For those of us who are Christians, we believe that God has redeemed us and he has washed us of our sins. He has grafted us into the family. We are sons and daughters of God. We have been invited into his kingdom. And so we are officially a part of his deal. Now, we also know that he has the capacity to lead us. He speaks to us. He, He is constantly issuing to us by his word, by his, uh, by his heart and his will towards us, he is always leading us towards that which he has prepared for us. But here's the piece. We got to get up off the couch and we got to do it. We cannot sit around waiting for God to perform something that he has designed us to perform. So you have to do whatever it is God has spoken to you to do. And there are principles. It says, be careful to do according to all the law. That word law, there could be principles or instructions. 
because this was under the old covenant, by the way. Now we're in a new covenant. So just look at this principally speaking. Whatever God has laid out by way of principles, spiritual laws, financial laws, business laws, family laws, relationship laws, whatever he has laid out for us to do, we have to do it. Well, we don't have to. We can choose not to. But I'm talking about how to guarantee success. Be careful to do. Be careful to do. Our obedience paired with purposeful action guarantees us success. In other words, when God gives us an instruction or if we know that something is good, a good thing to do, when we obey the principle, when we obey that word, then it guarantees our success. So how do we ensure that we are walking with his leadership? That's an important thing, right? We have to know that his leadership is is present in our life. So how do we guarantee that? Well, it's very simple. Very, very simple. Oh, by the way, we did read in that passage uh, something about not turning to the right or to the left. Don't turn to the right or to the left. What does that mean, by the way? That means don't modify the instructions. Whatever you, whatever the principle is, you follow the principle in the purity and the sanctity of what the principle is. Don't try to change it to meet your agenda or change it to fit your comfort zone. You got me? Okay, so let's move on now. Uh the verse eight, let's look at this now. This book of the law, that is the word of God, the principles of the scriptures, the things that God has spoken concerning our life. So again, this is book of the law was old covenant. God's word living is new covenant. But this word, this living word of God shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Here, Here's those two words again. So that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. Watch, stop right there, watch this. The way that I ensure that I'm aligned, the way that I ensure that I am able to do and to act on what it is that I'm supposed to be doing is I have to to be meditating on what God has said about me all the time. In fact, it says here to meditate on it, think about it day and night. For then you will make your way prosperous. This is the guarantee. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And then he comes back to the original thought. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, let's break this this passage down, verse eight and nine. Number one, it says this book of the law, this old covenant, of course, in our context, it's the Bible, the word of God, what God has spoken about us, the living, breathing word of God, the new covenant shall not depart out of your mouth. That doesn't mean you won't talk about it. It means that those words are going to be in your lips. They're going to be on your lips all the time. You will meditate on it day and night. So what does that mean? It means that this word that God has spoken concerning your world, this word that God has spoken concerning your life. Whatever God has spoken about you, you meditate on that. You think on it. You rehearse it in your mind. You visualize it. You you see things the way that he sees things. Whatever God has spoken about you, you absolutely think about it all the time. You say, that's impossible. No, it's not. Because let me tell you something. You have a thousand thoughts coming at you 24-7, seven days a week, Uh, 365 days a year, and they're coming at you at 125 miles an hour with gust up to 200. It's crazy. Our thought life 
is the breeding ground for success or failure. And so we have to take every thought captive. We have to get our our intention engaged here to where we we intentionally think about the thing that is going to move us towards success. So when I talk about the Word of God, I want you to know I'm not just talking about the Bible, by the way. I'm talking about what God speaks to you in your quiet place, what God speaks to you in your own heart and mind, what God speaks to you in your unconscious mind. What is the truth concerning you as far as God is concerned? What has God said about you? So that's what you meditate on. When you get a dream, I'm talking about a night dream, I'm talking about when you have a dream that God has put in your spirit, to something to accomplish, something to go after, If you know in your heart of hearts that God has spoken that to you, then you meditate on that day and night. So what is on your mind and what is in your mouth is pointing you in the direction of your tomorrow. I'm going to say this again. What is on your mind, what you think about, and what you talk about is literally pointing you in the direction of what tomorrow is going to look like for you. So, in other words, what dominates your mind is going to come out of your mouth. And whatever comes out of your mouth is going to determine your level of prosperity and your level of success. I really believe this mind thing, this thinking about thing, is 90% of our battle. We tend to be easily distracted. I, I've been walking a lot the last several months. In fact, every morning when the weather permits, I'm, I'm out walking several miles. And I'm listening to either sermons or I'm listening to podcasts or I'm listening to audiobooks. And I, I've noticed that I've had to be very disciplined to keep my mind focused on what I'm hearing. In other words, even though I've got headphones on, noise-canceling headphones nonetheless, and, and I, I'm, I'm listening, I'm, I'm intentionally listening to something, but I notice that my mind wanders I start thinking about what I have to get done that day. I start thinking about this relationship issue that I'm having over here. I start thinking about uh, a money challenge or a financial issue. I start, my mind wanders and I have to be disciplined to, to contain my thought life so that I can focus on the thing that will move me in the direction of prosperity and success. So the things that we feed our mind play a big part in this. So I'm just going to meddle a little bit here, but you know, I, I'm going to encourage you. This is not the season of life right now to be watching a ton of television. Uh, I know we, we live in an entertainment-driven culture. Everyone wants to be entertained 24-7. It's either music or it's television shows, sitcoms, dramas, you know, whodunits, crime shows, uh, movies. It's just this unbelievable. The younger generation is obsessed with entertainment. And I'm telling you, entertainment is driving us to a place because we are allowing in our minds all kinds of thought processes. We are being conditioned to think certain ways about cultural issues. We're being conditioned to think certain ways about political issues. We're being conditioned to think about uh, you know, uh, different things in our own life a certain way. In fact, so much of what we watch by way of television and news media and these things actually is conjuring up and fostering tremendous fear, doubt, insecurities, and none of those qualities are, are what we as believers should be walking in. We should be walking in tremendous confidence, knowing who we are, knowing that we're the head, not the tail, above only, not belief, beneath. We know that that. We are supposed to be different, yet we are constantly feeding our mind with things that are robbing us of this focus 
what you think about, meditating on what God has said about you and your life and your circumstance, meditating on that day and night will uber focus you and will literally thrust you into a better place in your life. Another another challenge in this area is the people that we have in our life, some of those folks shade our faith. In other words, they where God's light might want to shine in a certain area, these relationships, because they're negative, they don't understand, they're not on the same path we are, uh, they, they don't add to us. In fact, in some cases, they suck the life from us, the doubt and fear we entertain. Again, I've mentioned news and TV programs, movies, and, and negativity. Just there's so much negativity around. What you think about and what you talk about sets the course for your days and for your life. So from these three or four verses here, there are 10 principles that I have mined that I see very clearly that if we will follow these, this passage ends in, so then you will have good success, you will know prosperity, and you will absolutely live a life of abundance. It's a guarantee. If you will do these things, then you will have prosperity and you will have success. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a guarantee. So let me just recite to you now in a more succinct way the 10 things that I see in this passage that guarantee success and prosperity, 10 principles that guarantee your success, guarantee your prosperity. Number one, you must choose strength and courage. Be strong and courageous. Only be strong and very courageous. It is a command. It is an imperative statement. Therefore, it is an instruction. Therefore, we must choose whether or not we are going to be strong and courageous or whether or not we're going to cower to the pressures of life and move away from what God has for us. Number two, observe God's truths and laws. Now, we call them laws in the Old Testament, but let's just say whatever God has said about you, whatever truth he has spoken about you, whatever principles are in his word, this greatest success book ever written, whatever principles are there, observe them. Be careful to do them. Be careful to do them, which means we are submitting ourselves to his leadership, which is far better than our own. So, Be careful to do those things that God has spoken to you and follow his leadership. That's number two. Number three, this is important. The scripture said, do not turn from the right to the right or to the left. I would say it like this. Do not deviate or modify the instructions to fit your agenda or to fit your comfort level. In other words, whatever God speaks to you, whatever he instructs you, do it exactly as you're instructed. Don't modify it to fit some level of comfort that you need in order to feel okay about it. Don't modify it, just do it, all right? Number four, you and I must act. We must actually do the work. We must do the deal. We must get engaged and follow through with the instructions we've been given. God will give us instruction, but he will not do it for us. We are are bound, if we're gonna see success, we're bound to do something. We have to follow it through and execute the instruction. So you must act or do if you expect to have results, all right? Number five. Now this one's gonna be a little different for some of you, but I'm gonna explain it to you in a way that I think will help you. Number five is consume God's word. Consume it. David, the, the great king said, 
every day of my life, what I do is I spend time thinking about, meditating on, consuming this word, this holy writ. I want to know what God is saying to me, saying about me, saying about my future, saying about my relationships, saying about my career, my business, my success, my money. I want to be feeding my mind with what God knows to be true about these areas of my life. That's what I mean by consuming the word, not just reading the Bible, and that's critically important. I'm talking about be a consumer of what God knows about you. That's what you eat. That's what you drink. It's what you sleep. It's what you meditate on, all right? Which brings us to number six. Whatever you you hear God saying, whatever you're reading from Scripture, whatever, whatever instruction you're receiving in consuming God's word, you are to meditate on this. Think about it day and night. Think about it day and night. Keep those words in the forefront of your mind. Don't let doubt, fear, unbelief, negativity, all this barrage of stuff we have going on around us, don't let that come and rob you of what you are moving towards. Think about it day and night. Number seven, confess or affirm the truth that God has spoken to you concerning your life. In other words, what you talk about is what you're moving toward. So if you're hearing it and you're thinking about it, talk about it. I have a dear, uh, precious daughter in my life. Not my my biological daughter, but a spiritual daughter to me. And the last several years, God's been taking her through a wonderful journey of transition and growth and what have you. And in the last number of, of months, I've seen this metamorphosis take place where she is she's got a hold of this thing where she's hearing and seeing what God is doing in her life. And she is meditating on it, visualizing it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, visualizing it, seeing it, seeing her future, picturing it in her mind, thinking about it. And now you can't shut her up. She's talking about it. Every chance she gets, she's affirming it by sharing it with other people. She's affirming it by talking about it to those that that care about her and that, that believe in her. She's constantly affirming what she's hearing God say to her. So number seven is confess or affirm the truth that God has spoken to you concerning your life. Talk about it. Talk about it. Number eight, refuse to allow fear to paralyze you. Now, we didn't spend much time on this in the actual passage, but here's the piece. The the scripture says, do not tremble. That's fear. Now, what happens when you, you have something sneak up on you or something incredibly traumatic happened to you suddenly it it invokes just a total fear that grips your body in fact there is this uh, phenomenon that we see often with, as it relates to fear where if something massive happens that's incredibly scary it paralyzes you okay uh, in other words your your physical body your brain says I'm so frightened right now that it shuts down your muscular uh, function. You you can't move. It just it just you're stuck. You're done. You're 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 paralyzed. Fear paralyzes you. Fear keeps you from acting on your faith. Fear keeps you from doing the things that you are capable of, but you don't believe you're capable of. Fear is the enemy of progress. It's the enemy of success. And the the command here was: Do not tremble. Don't tremble. Don't you let fear paralyze you. Refuse to allow fear to paralyze you. That's number eight. Number nine, do not be dismayed. That was the second part of that same verse. I looked up dismay in the dictionary, and it says dismay is the sudden or complete loss of courage. It is utter disheartenment, disillusion, agitation of mind. It's the state of being alarmed. 
dismay. Don't be dismayed. Don't don't have a sudden or complete complete loss of courage. Don't get disheartened. Don't be disillusioned. Don't get agitated. Don't be alarmed. Don't you let anything you're dealing with right now keep you from moving in the direction of what God has promised you in your life. And number 10, the 10th thing, be conscious of his presence. He is with you everywhere you go. I want you to know something. You're not alone. Every decision you make, every obstacle you face, every challenge you encounter, your heavenly father is right there. And he has a vested interest in leading you and guiding you and standing with you and helping you in your moment of need. So I have some questions I want to leave you with today. What are you feeding your mind? What are you feeding your mind? Who has your ear? Who who do you allow to speak into your, your mind and your heart? Are the words that they're speaking, are they building you up or are they tearing you down? Are they empowering you to move forward or are they keeping you paralyzed? Are you intentional and strategic in your consumption of God's word? Not just reading the Bible, but really, really knowing what it is that God is saying about you. Who in your life is a faith and life builder? Identify the people that when you're around them, you absolutely are built up. You're encouraged. You are infused with faith and belief. Know who those people are. Spend more time with them. Who in your life is a faith stealer? When you, man, there, every one of us have people in our lives. When you're around them for five minutes, you feel like you've just been sucked dry of all energy, all faith, all belief. I mean, the whole world is flipping, coming to an end, and you know, woe is me, and destruction is coming, and you know, figure out who those people are, and you know what? Choose to not be around them. Just, I, you know, I just, it just happens that I'm not available for that lunch appointment. I, you know what? I'm busy that day. In fact, I'm busy that whole year. <laughs> you've got to choose not to be around people who are feeding your mind with, with words, with ideas that will create fear and dismay. Now, are you building a trusting relationship with God as your leader and as your father? In other words, are you with him? Are you spending time to where you can hear his voice? Are you hearing his voice? Are you following his instructions? These things can help you to move in a powerful direction. Number one, choose strength and courage. Number two, observe God's laws, his principles. Follow his leadership. Number three, do not deviate or modify the instructions to fit your agenda or comfort level. Number four, you must do the deal. You must act. You must actually provide the work that causes God's promises to be fulfilled. Number five, consume God's word. Not just the Bible, but what is he saying about you, your money, your business, your career, your success, your relationships? Number six, think about it. Meditate on what you know God has said about you. Day and night, keep those thoughts in the forefront of your mind. Number seven, confess and affirm the truth. So talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. The more you talk about it, the more you move in the direction of what you're talking about. Number eight, refuse to allow fear to paralyze you. Number nine, do not be dismayed. And number 10, be conscious of his presence. He really is with you everywhere you go. Well, I hope that 
in some way, what we've shared today has, of course, challenged you, but I really hope that it touched your heart. I hope that it got through to some place in you so that you're encouraged that you are eligible and you are in line for and you are absolutely a person that has the capacity to no success, to no prosperity. In fact, you're guaranteed it if we would but follow these principles. Well, you can find all the links in the show notes for this episode at brianholmes.com forward slash 087. We would love to hear from you. Uh, you can comment, leave your questions, engage with us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+. And uh, we certainly want you to to tie into our website, be subscribed to this podcast and iTunes. In fact, I would love to ask you to go into iTunes, if you don't mind, and give us a rating of a four, five star, whatever you feel like is appropriate, a rating, and and leave us a review there. That brings up our visibility in iTunes so others can find out about what we're doing here at brianholmes.com. We've got a lot of great things happening uh, coming up in the near future, one of which is we're launching a seminar series here in Dallas. You can find out more about that at brianholmes.com forward slash seminars. And also, if you'd like to have us speak at your event, and you can find out more about having us come and be a part of that at brianholmes.com forward slash speaking. Well, I'm so grateful. I'm so honored that you're here with us. I trust that what we've shared today has moved you to action. Until next time, know this, you are great, much greater than you know. Go after it. Be the person God's called you to be. Until next time, may God richly bless you.